Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Martinez, and we're here today to talk about the New Japan Cup, which is the annual tournament for New Japan Pro Wrestling, in which the winner of this single elimination tournament gets to pick which singles title he wants to fight for. Um, among the titles are, of course, the IWGP World Heavyweight title, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and the IWGP Never Openweight Championship. So, uh, whoever wins this tournament can pick any one of the three to go after. I think pretty much, I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I don't think anybody's ever not picked the world champ, but I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Uh, last year, we had the winner of uh, Kota Ibushi, who is not in the tournament this year as he did not sign a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So uh, he's out, I think, working DDT and some other small uh, places out in Japan. And so we have uh, some new names in the tournament this year. And it's going to be a very interesting tournament. This night one, very, very interesting show. Some of the stuff, head-scratching. But uh, let's get through it. Okay, and this took place on March 3rd, 2016. Our opening match was Yujiro Takahashi from the Bullet Club taking on Chaos's Toru Yano. Uh, as of late, I have to be honest, I've been kind of growing a little bored with the whole Yano gimmick. I was a big fan of it, but it's starting to, to play a little bit on me. Uh, as Yano is heading to the ring, he had attacked before even getting there. By Takahashi and uh, Cody Hall. They beat him down outside the ring. Finally, the bell rings with Yano down outside as he's still being attacked by Takahashi. The ref starts laying in the count. Takahashi beats him down some more. He's taking his time getting into the ring. He sees Yano's DVD and he like rips the cover and throws it into the crowd or something. And just before, you know, the count's about to reach 20 and he gets in the ring. Yano actually had gotten up, low blows him, pulls him off the apron, dives into the ring just as the count reaches 20, and Toriyano wins this by countout. One star. Okay, I have been calling for a countout victory for a while here, because they do this countout spot every show when no one ever gets counted out. So, yes, they finally did a countout. And it couldn't have happened to a better guy having Takahashi lose that way. But I just wish we would have had some sort of match for a little bit. Some interaction in the ring and then something happens and we get a count out. I don't know. Uh, I just thought this was a waste. Really a waste of my time. Uh, our next match. Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Michael Elgin. Who is my dark horse to win this tourney. Now, on our last show, I talked about how I felt Elgin needed to sign a deal with New Japan. And he did. He just did. Uh, just before the show, he signed a two-year deal. This is a smart move by both sides. Elgin is way over right now. Um, and you need that, you know, losing, you know, like big popular guys like AJ Styles and Nakamura. You have a guy, Elgin, who's really over. And it's good to lock him up for a couple of years while you build up your mid-card guys. So I think there's a great signing. And for him, it makes complete sense. Ring of Honor doesn't use him properly. Um, New Japan makes him look like a star. I'm sure he could still probably work some Ring of Honor dates because that's how AJ and everybody else is doing it. 
And, uh, but he's got some, some financial stability here in a locked deal with New Japan. And so I think great move for Elgin, smart move by New Japan. As far as the match goes, Elgin's pretty much in control here with his power set. Tenzin tries his best. He even gets the Anaconda Vice on for a few seconds. But a buckle bomb, Elgin bomb combo ends this one. One and a half stars. Kind of a squash, really. I mean, Tenzin wasn't completely squashed, but he got very low in. Our next match, Tama Tonga versus Togi Makabe. Of course, one half of the Tag Team Champions Great Bash Heel with uh, Hanma. I'm so happy to see Tama in this year. Um, this guy's so underrated, and he deserves to be in these tournaments. Uh, Tama really takes it to Makabe out on the floor in this one. Uh, but of course, after a while, Makabe starts to no-sell Tama's offense and begins to dish out his own brand of punishment here. Makabe hits a gorgeous bridging German suplex for a near fall. But uh, then Tama ducks like a pair of lariats, hits a gun stun. That was a great spot. Then hits his body scissors DDT or the head shrinker DDT as some call it. One, two, three. Wow. Big upset. And the announced team, even though they're talking Japanese and I don't speak it, you can tell they were really playing this up as a huge upset. Two and a half stars. This was a good, solid match with a, a happily surprised ending. Our next match, Satoshi Kojima versus the other half of Great Bash Hill, Tomo Akihanma. Kojima doing very well against one half of the tag champs. He hits pretty much all his signature spots, including the top rope elbow for a two count. Hama does fight back. He executes the deadlift suplex. He uh, hits the blockbuster. But when he hits it, Kojima rolls out to the apron. Satoshi then catches him with kind of a sloppy Koji cutter on the apron. They begin to trade elbows as the ref is counting. Um, and at 19, they both suddenly stop and dive back into the ring. Hama rallies, but misses a top rope Kokechi. Brainbuster by Hanma for a near fall. Uh, left-handed Lariato gets a near fall for Kojima. Then he nails a conventional Lariato and it's one, two, three. Three stars. I really enjoy this match. I'm sure this is going to play into Tenkoji getting a shot at the tag champs soon. Uh, you know, being that uh, Tenkoji is one of the only few tag teams in New Japan lately. Okay, our next match. This was a very interesting tag match here. The Kushida, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champ, teams up with the Never Openweight Champion, Shibata, as they face Kazushi Sakuraba and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, uh, Okada. So this is an interesting matchup because we have three IWGP Champions involved in this one match. We get a great opening sequence with Okada and Shibata. Um, they really put on a little show here. But not to be undone, Kushida and Saku have a stellar map battle. By the way, what is going on with Kushida's hair? It looks ridiculous. It looks, he has like that just woke up bed head, like, but it's like constant. It does, I don't know. I don't know if this is what the kids are wearing nowadays or what, but to me, he looks ridiculous. It's the only word I could use. This match was a seesaw affair pretty much the whole way. Shibata at one point counters a rainmaker and starts to transfer from one submission hole to another. 
uh, you know, kind of something that Nakamura used to do. And Shibata's kind of taking over that gimmick. Kushida then catches Okada with the Kimura. But Sakuraba makes the save. Uh, Kushida later tries for a flying Kimura. But Okada counters into a tombstone. Then hits the Rainmaker. One, two, three. Three and a half stars. This was a great match. I know I'm a little skimpy on the details. But trust me, this was a really, really good match. Best match of the show at this point. After the match, Okada then introduces the newest member of Chaos. No, not Goto. Instead, it's Will Ospreay, one of the hottest young stars in the industry. He is going to be, and what I think is going to be, the match that steals WrestleMania weekend over at Evolve. He's in the main event of the Evolve show with Ricochet, which is probably going to be maybe match of the year or close to it. If you haven't seen Will Ospreay, look him up. The guy's amazing, and he's the newest guy in New Japan. And he did a little promo on the big screen, letting everybody know in April he's coming for Kushida and his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Can't wait to see that match. Okay, back to the tournament. In our next match, Yuji Nagata versus Hiroki Goto. Kuta was sporting a slightly different look here. Um, he cut his hair slightly, and again with the white pants like he had at the uh, at the last at the uh, his title match, which I'm really liking. These are very subtle changes. There's also a subtle ring style change, slightly more hairish, not overly so, which is why it's such a good job. The heel turn is obvious. But they're doing everything to not make it seem so obvious, you know? Like sometimes, you know, if you've been watching wrestling as long as I have, you can see these heel turns coming a mile away. And yeah, and I kind of see the go to heel turn coming a mile away. But they're not, I just find it that they're doing a really nice job letting it draw out and making it really subtle, subtle, subtle things here. Like his ring style, his look, very subtle stuff. Um, and I'm gonna really think I'm gonna enjoy a heelish Goto. Of course, I know some people have said to me, well, Chaos aren't really heels, they're tweeners, which is true, they are a tweener group, but they do wrestle more aggressively in the baby faces. Anyway, back to where we were. Yuji doesn't like the tactics being used though, and he rallies back, giving Goto kind of the same type of treatment. Then Yuji gets him in a cross face, but Goto gets to the ropes. Yuji hits a couple of hard kicks and gets him in the seated armbar. Again, a rope break for Goto. There's another exchange dominated by Nagata. Yuji then misses a jumping enziguri, and Goto gets him in the Goto Shiki, which is that cross-laid cradle, and he basically steals a pinfall. This was three stars, a very good match, and... Let's be honest, this is a very good match because of Yuji. He really brought it tonight. A great job by the veteran. And, you know, I've talked about this, you know, about New Japan's kind of veteran division. And I've said of their veteran division, there were two guys I think that could still work. And that's Kojima, who is a little hit or miss. And Yuji, who more often than not really puts out good efforts here. He's no longer in the main event picture. He's really a mid-carder now, working that 
you know, veteran matches and tag matches and what have you. But he showed tonight. Um, I think I would like to see him get in a program, not for the heavyweight championship, not the world title. I, that's passed him by, but I see no reason why he can't get into a program with Shibata for the never open weight or even Omega for, um, the Intercontinental or as they have been hinting as of late him getting into some sort of program with Naito I you saw it here the guy can still go you know he I don't think he can do 30 minutes of you know 30 minutes with guys like Okada and Tanahashi anymore but in these you know lower titles title matches I think he could put in a good 15 to 18 minute match of very solid work and you know maybe get him a couple of wins and tag matches to play it up and you know i that's my opinion but i think right now new japan is kind of hurting a little bit for you know they have a lot of titles and they lost a lot of talent and don't have guys to challenge for these titles and i think yuji is a guy that could buy you a few months in the program and win the champs okay our next match Tetsuya Naito, of course, of Los Ingobernables. Really getting better at saying that. <laughs> and he's facing Chaos member Yoshi Hashi. Somewhat surprised to see Yoshi in the tournament, but it's a good surprise. Naito gets the early advantage and then takes the spitting on Yoshi. I've never been a fan of that. It does feel, it's just a cheap heat tactic to me. I never liked the whole spitting on somebody. Bushi gets involved, as you would expect. And uh, Yoshihavi, Yoshihashi is not having a good time. Uh, Yoshi does, however, clothesline Naito off the top rope. Uh, now he gets in some offense, but he eats a flying forearm for Naito. After a couple of near falls, Naito hits the ropes, but is met with a vicious, vicious lariat. A powerbomb with a cradle by Yoshi. One, two, no. I almost bought that as the finish. Yoshihashi then misses a swanton. They keep battling. Naito barely escapes a submission hold. Which I don't know what it was called. It kind of resembled uh, modified rings of Saturn. But Naito gets out of that, gets the rope break, and then connects on the Enziguri. Powerbomb and the Destino. And Naito moves on. Damn, three and a half stars. Uh, maybe the best Yoshihashi match I've ever seen. This was highly entertaining. Our next match, Evil, also of Los Ingobernables, the former Watanabe, facing Tomohiro Ishii, who, of course, is still the current Ring of Honor television champion. Ishii came out to some music. I don't remember hearing that interest music for him before. Maybe he's had it. I just don't remember hearing it. Not that I was overly enthused with it. just sounded different. Uh, Evil attacks him before the bell. Be honest, Evil is Owning, owning, owning this entire match. Uh, Evil's practically destroying Ishii outside the ring. Of course, this is Ishii, so you know he, he will come back, and he does. He hits some elbows, some chops, but Evil is keeping the pressure on him. Fisherman Buster by Evil, and Ishii sells it like he broke his shoulder. I mean, this guy is the best in the biz at that. Uh, it's incredible. No one sells like Ishii. I don't think it's, I think, I can't go a month without thinking the guy's legitimately injured in the match. He's just so good. 
Evil hits a fireman's carry into a sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. Then hits a top rope clothesline. Uh, man, he has controlled this entire match. A headbutt and a powerbomb by Ishii for a near fall. Ishii then catches Evil with his own finisher, the STO. But the Evil kicks out. He then uh, hits a lariat, which of course is uh, Ishii's fin- one of his finishers. He covers one, two, no. This is some match. Evil kicks out of the sliding lariat, but not the ensuing brainbuster. Four stars, match of the night. Ishii is becoming a legend right before my eyes. Simply amazing. Uh, second show in a row where Ishii uh, puts together a four-star match, which turns out to be match of the night. Just a great match. I'm really even in defeat, I'm really happy for Evil. Um, I've been waiting for that signature performance from him uh, so far since he's returned to New Japan. And this was definitely it. It's the best he's looked. And I can say that about a lot of guys today who just had their best matches, in, I feel, in New Japan tonight. We have one more match. It's our main event. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale of the Bullet Club. Tanahashi... As you expect, he's going to do a lot of stick and move in this match and try to keep away from the big man. You know, I started thinking, if I remember correctly, Fale defeated Tanahashi at last year's G1. And Tanahashi was eliminated in the opening round of last year's New Japan Cup by Yano. So, you put those two things together and I'm pretty sure it's obvious that uh, Tanahashi is going to go over here. But, um, you know, it's how good of a match they'll make it. And, you know, Tana goes for a sunset, but Fale does a sit-down splash, gets a two-count. Fale goes to work on the back and ribs of Tanahashi. uh, Hiroshi comes back, though, and slams Fale to the mat. He uh, goes to the floor, Fale, but still gets caught with the high-fly flow out on the floor. Tanahashi begins working the knee of the huge Tongan. then there's an impressive German suplex by Tanahashi. Uh, Fale comes back, hits a Samoan drop for a two count. Uh, he goes to the bad luck fall, but Tana escapes and tries to hit the ropes, but gets cut right down by a Fale spear. Another bad luck fall attempt, but Tanahashi somehow turns it into a sling blade. He goes up top for the high fly flow, but Fale is up and ready. He jumps anyway. Uh, Fale tries to goozle him, but he kind of drops him. He picks him up anyway, hits the grenade, gets him up again. Bad luck fall. One, two, three. Wow. Tanahashi not doing very well lately. I cannot believe bad luck Fale has pinned Tanahashi here. 2016 not being kind to the ace of New Japan right now. Um, I give the match two and a half stars due to the shock ending. Not that it was a great match. It was okay, but the shock ending probably moves it up a half point. Um, but as for a show, this was a really good show. No match of the year candidates, but outside of the first two matches, everything was really good. Or at least, you know, shocking, like in the case here. Of, uh, Fale beating Tanahashi. Um, I really, really enjoyed this, uh, first round of the tournament. 
pretty much outside of Fale and maybe Tamatanga, everybody who you thought would win would win. But the guys who lost put in tremendous performances with the exception of Tenzan. And they all looked really great and lost. And that just really builds them up, you know. And I, I just think that New Japan did a great, great job with this show. And uh, we're going to be back for night two and our Lucha Report in a couple of days. be honest, I haven't watched night two yet. I'm probably going to start watching today. And uh, then I'll probably just wait to uh, Lucha Underground and then we'll do both of them on that next show. So until that time, I want to thank you for listening to our report. And bye-bye.